Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Dak Talk. Me, your host, Dactyl, uh, where we talk to interesting people who do interesting things, or sometimes I will be just be talking to myself. Uh, and today, uh, with me, I have my good friend, uh, and also the guy who runs the Georgia Smash, well, not the Georgia Smash thing, right? I mean, I run a lot. <laughs> also, when do the interesting people show up? Oh, don't do yourself like that. I'm looking at one right now. Uh, but um, something I had to kind of cover online because I couldn't really edit it back in, mainly because I'm new to editing. Um, I flubbed my Twitter handle for Dactalk. Um, it's literally just at Dactalk. I don't know where I got at Dactyl6. I think it was when I was making it, I um, put the wrong name in, and so that's what I got back. Um if you want to follow the podcast stuff specifically, uh, that's the handle you want, at DACTalk. Um, but, as we're just starting, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. Hello everybody, my name is Christian Turex Moore. I run Typo House Games in Georgia and the Southeast in general. Really, I do a lot of Smash Brothers stuff. We do Pokin uh, as well when we do, you know, gigs for that. It's mostly just hot around nowadays. Um... We might be doing some FGC stuff because we're doing like Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah, I was, I was about to bring that up. Yeah, good old Dragon Ball Fighters, the game I, I wanted to get into. Dude, but, it yeah. looks like so much fun, doesn't it? Yeah. I could I couldn't play it after after going uh, Smash Ultimate. <laughs> I, I tried to, but uh, like no offense to, to old school fighting game fans, the the movement's just not the same. Like if, I don't feel as free as I do yeah, in Smash well, Brothers. I mean, it's and that's a big draw for me. It's got 3D models and everything, but it's still a 2D fighter. Like, you only yeah, have left, right, and then jump. Any game where I have to yeah. hit, hit forward twice to dash is kind of a, it's kind of rough. But, you know, like, growing up watching DBZ, it looks like DBZ. It looks great. It looks like a lot of fun. You know, they're... Um, yeah, yeah, same, same. Yeah. Obviously, my channel is dedicated to competitive games, so I'm a little bit more aware of some of this stuff. But, like, Toei Animation was, like, coming to DBZ and the... The tournament scene for a little while it's like hey if you want to stream our game you got to give us like uh streaming like fees and stuff like that and i think they were trying to charge like twenty thousand dollars to one of the evos and they're just like you know we're just not going to play your game yeah yeah i mean um what was it toei yeah there's toei and then nintendo does stuff stuff like that and a few years ago sega was doing the same thing yeah. but that was like youtube stuff yeah well I, and it's it's frustrating from, especially from our end, like the creator content, because all it really does is just benefit them. Like, uh, what was it? Apex Legends paid like all these streamers to stream their game, and right, uh, right, yeah, like. It, oh, that's it, what you were talking about in the car. Oh, uh, um. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like Apex Legends paid all these streamers to pay this game, and it, it like, I hate to say influencer influencer culture, but influencer culture is a thing. Like we're. <laughs> we, we are influencers. Yeah, well, I was going to say we are tools, but I don't want to call myself a tool. <laughs> but you are. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. But, uh, uh. Yeah, but like, it's it's that kind of thing. If people recognize it, even at, you you know, the lower level like we're at, even if, you know, you oh, get... Yeah, my, mis my mistake. I said yeah. we. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, the low level, if you get like five of your friends to play, that's still five people that probably wouldn't have played the game if you hadn't talked about it or ever heard about it. Like, you did... Uh, you call it Y2K. I call it Yik because it's funny to me that way. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I'd never heard about Yik, and everybody who's been watching our other streams and stuff had probably never heard of it until you started talking about it and people have gotten interested. Uh, you know, I don't know how many people have yeah, there, and, like, bought the game but, or anything like that, but, you know, people asked you about it. During our, um, uh, as I mentioned in the in the outro of the last uh, last episode, uh, Chris is, is recently, or T-Rex, <laughs> has recently been um, trying to sort of branch out of the Smash-only sort of channel, uh, in which we are doing a bunch of different Let's Plays, and I'm, I'm one of the people on uh, one of those Let's Plays. Uh, the, the channel's type of house plays. Uh, yes. The second name is Chris Yells of White Boys. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Only two of them, though. Because yeah. um, well, yeah. the other one's really good at hiding in the back. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's good at not getting yelled at. But I was going to say... Um, just kind of go off of what you just said. Uh, during one of our, our streams, uh, we had a guy just randomly asking, like, so when's the Y2K uh, Let's Play? Yeah. Uh, later is the answer, a little bit later. <laughs> yeah, we got to finish, <laughs> finish the Nuzlocke first. Like, this uh, this podcast right now is, is, is going places. 
I got a couple of games I got to beat just to talk to people who mm-hmm. made those games. So, and one of them's like terrifying. I I I really don't know if I can finish that one yeah. <laughs> because it's in VR. Um, but anyway, uh, for the sake of the audience, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about like your upbringing, like where you came from, what got you into gaming in in the first place? Because I feel like that's always sort of an interesting thing. Yeah. You know, instead of just being like, oh, I grew up playing Mario. Like, that's literally I, my I mean, story. I mean, you, you <laughs> would think it'd be interesting, but, you know, that, that really is it. You know, I was the youngest of three kids. My dad was kind of a nerd when he was growing up. So, you know, video games have always been a part of my life. I remember playing, like, of course, the Mario games on the old NES with my sister and my brother. And, um, like, I remember coming home from high school and my dad's like, hey, you want an Xbox 360? And I was like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> and he bought me, the, like, the first gen 360s. It didn't even have a hard drive, so we had to buy the hard drives separately. Oh, that was the worst. Yeah, and then <laughs> I just remember playing Call of Duty and getting bopped by, like, all my friends and everything like that. I was like, oh, this isn't fun. I don't want to do do this game. But, you know. That's why you moved on to Halo, yeah. where uh, you get hit more than two times and uh, be all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like Halo is a superior shooter to some of the other games, but uh, it has not. Uh, m- some of the more recent games haven't been performing as well. Yeah, uh, and there's like the the Halo Infinity thing, whatever that is. Uh. Yeah, and I mean, like, I understand you asked a question, but I feel like more and more, especially as we grow older and video games become a more acceptable thing. I think a lot of times it's just like, no, I just play video games. Like, there, there's no major reason, reason for it anymore. Which, uh, really to me, is, is kind of a good thing. Um, because I never really dealt with it. Yeah. Like, the, the whole, oh, you stupid nerd. I mean, I got a little bit when I was in, like, middle school and high school. And, cause, and then even, like, video games were a little bit more acceptable. But, you know, we took it to the next level, like, playing, like, TCGs and stuff like that. Like, I got picked on a lot for playing Yu-Gi-Oh!, you know, I, I almost kind of wonder, like, what was sort of the... It probably was the 360 that sort of normalized a lot of that stuff. Yeah, and stuff like Halo, because, you know, very early on, especially with the Nintendo stuff, especially from Nintendo, they always had that, you know, very kid, kid-like kid friendly vibe, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, like goofy kind of culture. And then the Xbox and the PlayStation started coming out, and, you know, things became a little bit darker and grittier. And I feel like Halo was definitely one of the things that propelled gaming towards mainstream culture and uh back in the day mlg uh you know they're still around um, mlg yeah they're they're not as prevalent as they used to be because mlg really made gaming cool for a while yeah i i remember being uh, uh for those of you who don't know I used to live in japan for for quite a while but uh i remember being over there and we didn't have much uh, like to watch on tv yeah it's, as far as being like a foreigner went and I remember seeing Melee on MLG and just being like, oh, sweet, this is like serious <laughs> business. Yeah. And then I come here a few years later, it's like, not really. It wasn't until a few years later, I feel like, till it really kicked off to where you could, maybe not as a career, but you could make money off of playing a good handful of games. Yeah. I mean, even nowadays, making a career as a competitive player is very difficult. It's, a, it's so much easier to be... A streamer for it nowadays like obviously I play a lot of Smash Brothers uh, Zero is a prime example of that he quit being a competitor because you know he was basically killing himself trying to make it to every tournament and there was so much stress on him to always perform well and he's like or I can just sit at home and string games because I've already built up this name for myself and I make way more money doing this and it's you know it's a shame to lose him as a competitor and a personality in the scene because you know, he's still involved with Smash Brothers because that's what he built his brand on, but he's not hes not active anymore, and I, I do feel like that is very much a loss on our side of things. Well, uh, and I think I, I can attest to this just because I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. And granted, I'm not doing this because uh, I'm, I'm looking for the easy way out. If I didn't legitimately enjoy running my mouth on podcasts, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Again, like... Y'all don't know this, but on Monday it was a it was a damn nightmare mm-hmm. just getting back to the house to do that. Yeah. But uh, if even if you like something, why not? You know, work smarter, not harder. Yeah. And I, I can't help but give him that. There was a there was a post that somebody I follow on Twitter, and I hate that's a thing that you know we have to say nowadays. But uh, she was asking if you could tell kids about getting into esports and stuff like that, 
what would you tell them? And for me, the first thing I wanted to tell them is one, just start. It doesn't matter how good you are or how bad you are from that point, just start. And that's, that's always the hardest part for so much people. Like, well, I want to wait for me to get this or me to get this. You're definitely guilty of that too. Oh yeah. yeah. Especially with this stuff. And then the other thing is you don't have to make everything into a career. You can do it to have fun. Like our let's plays, I'm having a blast doing them, and we've put out, Jesus, so many videos. <laughs> we're like 100 just about now. Yeah, we're, we're getting pretty close, if not already past it, and then we're not getting like any views on them. So, yeah, it would be nice for people to view them and appreciate them, but more than anything, it's just for us. It's an excuse for us to get together and hang out, and that's something you know we don't get to do as often as we used to because you know, we're adults. I travel off for tournaments. You have work and other responsibilities, and I'm a burnout. These <laughs> are his words, not mine. No character defamation on my side. Now, I'm since we brought it back up again, uh, and I myself as a person really like clean segues, despite the fact that I've just destroyed it with a sentence. Uh, <laughs> I was actually about to do that, but no, go ahead. Uh, you asked, well, you haven't asked yet, but it was part of the question you showed me before because uh, I'm an egotistical maniac, and I was like, no, I have to know what I'm talking about before we, we sit down. But, you wanted to see what the bridges look like? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, go ahead and ask the question. Speaking of streaming. <laughs> where did your uh, passion for streaming come from and what inspired you to do that because for me you just really liked smash brothers brawl for a while and uh, really wanted to do iron man's and, and broadcast them <laughs> all right so that's not the question i thought you were gonna ask i thought you were gonna ask the other one uh, but uh, the, the way i got into streaming is it's it's not glamorous or anything like that but i was hosting tournaments for super smash brothers because you know me and my friends thought we were really good at the game but, you know, the only people in the area were, were us. So I was like, okay, so, you know, I'm going to host a tournament at, at our local card shop or whatever. And, you know, we're going to try and get people to come in from Atlanta or, or Alabama or Florida or wherever. Because we're in middle Georgia and, you know, there's not a lot near middle Georgia. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so yeah. everyone has to drive in from uh, a little bit away. But one of the guys uh, came in. He's like, hey, man, I had a lot of fun at your tournament. Uh, have you ever thought about streaming? And I was like... No, no, I haven't. He's like, yeah, well, you know, people are a lot more inclined to come to your tournament if you have a stream, because, uh, you know, they get to watch their matches and study them and stuff like that. I was like, okay, uh, I'll think about it. So I think, like, the next day I ordered uh, a capture card. So you thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I bought, like, a $40 capture card. I it was like a diamond something. It wasn't a great capture card or anything like that. Uh, I didn't have mics. I, I used like my Troll Beach headset for the longest time, and uh, that's that's where we started. And then you know, uh, you know, kid Daniel. He he's part of the. Um, yeah, he's the white guy that's good at hiding. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> he, he he doesn't hide. He does a lot of yelling with me at Jordan. That's how he hides. He doesn't yeah. get yelled at by yeah. you know joining in. But um, he, he made some overlays with me, and he used to help me out with a lot. A lot. Like, I couldn't have done it early on. He's actually the one who's responsible for the, the Type of House Games name. Uh, obviously, we had the Type of House Games name for something else. But originally, when I started doing all the streaming and the tournaments and stuff, uh, I went by the name T-Rex Games, because originally it was just me doing stuff. But, you know, he started helping, and he's like, well, I think that's kind of an unfair name if I am there helping you. And I was like, well, you know, you're right. So let's change it up because, you know, there is more than just me now. And I'm glad that we did because <laughs> it gives this illusion that there's a lot more people under the type of house games, like brand and stuff like that. Not anymore, you just gave me. it away. <laughs> I mean, uh, a lot of times when I meet people, I'm like, hey, I run type of house games. They're like, oh, yeah, you and your guys are, like, from Georgia, right? I'm like, me and my guys? I, I don't have guys, dude. He's like, but you're everywhere. He's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> we have, uh, we got three Let's Plays with... Four people from the outside. Three and a half. <laughs> yeah, three and a half. Daniel only makes it sometimes. But, you know, I tell people this all the time. People people ask me what they can do to help. And I was like, if you really want to help, I will put you to work. But if you just want to say, hey, I appreciate what you're doing, and then not actually help, that's fine. Because <laughs> if you hang around with me enough, I will put you to work. And, you know, what I do, what I do isn't super hard, but it is very time-consuming and it is very tedious. Like, I just did final round. The tournament started Friday and ran until Sunday. So Friday, I was up at like 8 a.m., which, you know, for a regular job, it's not hard. But, you know, most jobs you work an eight-hour shift or whatnot. And I don't think I left the venue until 10 p.m. or 11 or so. And, you know, that's 12, 
14 hours of yelling at people and playing video games. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's no fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's interesting because of what the job is. Yeah. But it, it's still hard because, you know, you have to be on for so long. Uh, that's one of the reasons when we do stuff like this, I don't like to do that fake. Like, hey, guys, what's up? It's your boy, Chris Trix. More today we're doing this, and it's going to be so much fun. Uh, which, I mean, I can do that, but that's not who I am. Yeah. For me, it's so much easier to be this person. And, yeah, you know, there, there are definitely levels to it because, you know, when – when you're on in that kind of scenario, you, you can't be like a super low energy guy like I am nine times out of ten. It's, hey, my name's Chris. If you need anything, let me know. I can help you if you have any questions. I am here for you. But even like just that small change into that register and that amount of energy across three days of constantly being on it is hard. And that's why you see like a lot of YouTubers, especially the ones who do like daily vlogs and stuff like that. They're burning out super hard, even if they are being, you know, honest with who they are and themselves as people. Just constantly creating content is is difficult. And uh, <laughs> uh, this is a story I feel like I, I tell very often, but, you know, before this year and last year, I was driving from middle Georgia to Atlanta like three or four nights a week. And that's not a short drive. It's two hours there and two hours back. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, me and my friends would, well, they would get out of school and whatnot. We'd all pile into my car, drive up to Duluth or Atlanta, and then we'd stream tournament, and then we would drive home. And a lot of times I wasn't getting home until like 2 a.m. So, you know, I'd get the, uh, the computer set up and get everything uploaded. I'd go to sleep, wake up, get the videos like renamed and put public and all that. I'd eat, I'd take a shower, and then it'd be time to go do another tournament. And that was my life. There was at least a year where I felt like I didn't have any friends outside of the Smash community, and the ones that I did have in the Smash community, uh, the only time I got to see them was in the car. Because when I'm working at tournament, you know, I'm wearing a headset, someone's trying to talk to me, and it's like, hey, man, I'd love to talk, but, you know, I, I got to stay on work and stuff like that, and it, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't healthy. So, like, um, I, I quit, and I, I say quit with quotation marks. I tried to stop and concentrate on only doing bigger events. And for like the first two or three months, it worked like it looked like it was going to work out because, you know, I had those two or three events lined up before I quit. And I was like, okay, all I have to do is keep this up. And then there wasn't anything there. So my channel kind of just took a nosedive. And right now I'm in the process of recovering and building everything back up. And I'm fortunate that, you know, Ultimate's a thing, but. In my absent others, absence, <laughs> other streams in Georgia have popped up, and we've been fighting for events and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I, I hate to put it out there like that, but one of the guys, you know, uh, he's capitalizing on a lot of the groundwork I set up. Because when I was on the grind, I, I did a lot of it for free. I was like, hey, just give me like 20 bucks for gas money just so I'm not losing money going up there. And well, once I quit, uh, you know, people are a lot more willing to pay people. And then his equipment that he uses isn't, it isn't his. He's part of another organization and they just let him use it. Whereas, you know, all of my stuff, everything I have, I had to pay for out of pocket. And it's, it's not cheap equipment. You know that you've been looking into it to build up your stuff now too. It's about, a, so far, like 160 just to start up. Yeah. And that's not even one of the headsets that we're using right now. Yeah. That's yeah. just like a, like a XLR karaoke mic. You know. Which still sounds fine, it's just, you know. And then the, the other thing is, you know, we're just doing audio right now, but when you start getting into, like, video recording, uh, capture cards, they're, they're cheaper than ever, uh, depending on how high you want to go. Like, I just bought the new, the, the major old quad capture, and uh, it's <laughs> it's uh, one of the higher-end ones, it was like $900, and, like, I needed it, so I had to buy it, but I did not want to shell out that money for it. But that's that's what I, I don't want to get too much into like the cost of stuff because it, it makes me sound a little bit whiny. Well, kind of also I, I feel like the the layman probably isn't uh, too concerned with yeah. with well, like I mean um, basically like what, what there is to get from that is like if you want to do this stuff you don't have to always have yeah, it. One hundred percent. I'm not using my equipment right now. However, soon I should hopefully be getting getting my own equipment. But sometimes you might be lucky enough to yeah. to have a, a friend who, who's willing to help um, as far as the, the cost is concerned. Well, another thing, like, 
So it's, <laughs> I hate saying it like this, but it's 2019, and it's the era of YouTube and Twitch, and everyone thinks they can be something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So a That's lot why of, I'm doing this. Yeah, a lot of the times people ask me, it's like, <laughs> hey, man, you stream. Can, can you help me, like, get my stuff set up? You've done it. Jordan's done it. There's yeah. one of our locals who's talking about doing it. And I was like, where do you want to be with this stream? What are you trying to do? If you just want to do it as a hobby and have fun, like, you know, you know we do with our stream, obviously it's a little bit of higher quality because I already have the stuff. But if you're just starting out, it's like, if you want to do that, just get, like, an Elgato and a, and, you know, a Xbox, I call it an Xbox Live, like, the, like the Turtle Peach or the HyperX or whatever, and you're good to go. But when you start getting into competitive stuff and, you know, you're in a room with, like, 200 people cheering for their friend, you can't use that HyperX headset because it picks up all the ambient noise and you have to start getting stuff. It's a little bit better, like what we're using right now. And, the, like, you can use a karaoke mic for that, too, but, again, it has the same problems. Like, it's not made... For, you know, uh, okay, so I'm going to do something I don't like to do, but this is the mic in the proper position. This is the mic we're most wear. <laughs> like, and, and yeah, that's a yeah. difference of like three or four inches. And with a karaoke mic, um, you know, most people don't know how to hold a mic because most mics are only live. It's like uh, completely horizontal, like in your mouth. Like a lot of people hold mics with the, the vertical, like right in front of their mouth. Yeah, that and, always bothers me. Yeah, and you can't hear anything they say. And, you know, if you're doing commentary for a game, you don't want to have to sit there and hold a mic in front of your face the whole time, and it still picks up all the ambient noise and stuff like that. And that's uh, typically why you see a lot of people who have that kind of equipment with a, uh, whatchamacallit, the little stand yeah. to hold. Yeah, but if you're, like, in your house playing video games like, you know, most streamers do, you can get a stand, and there's not all that ambient noise, and they're perfectly fine. But, you know, good quality gives good uh, product. Yeah, put good quality in, get good quality out. Yeah. Like the first couple episodes of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, you know, I, I've been helping you, like, pick up your, your equipment. So this mixer and the mixer that I told you to buy, because the, the mixer I told you to buy is the one I started out with. And I really wish I hadn't sold it to fund the new mixer. But quality-wise, there's no difference. Like, a mixer is a mixer, uh, especially, you know, uh, and I almost said IRL, but an analog mixer, mixer you know, one that's physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only difference is what they can do. Like this one, we have more buttons. Like I have mute buttons and I can change channels. Like uh, the big reason I bought this mixer is so I could talk to the, the people who are doing commentary and then not the mainstream so I can feed them information. It's like, hey, this is the match that's coming up. They play these people. This is this round. Whereas a lot of times, unless they have the brackets in front of them, they don't know that. Or oh, kind of like the uh, kind of like a like like a background organizer sort of thing yeah. where they hear you, no one else does. And... Yeah. Or no one else. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that is the reason I bought this mixer because I went to a tournament and I was trying to feed them information and he's like I, I can't hear you because these are pretty noise canceling oh, assets. That had to suck. Yeah, and then he's like, well, can you write it down? And he's, I, I handed him a note with information. He's like, dude, I can't read your handwriting. I was like, ah, dude, I have like 30 seconds to give it to you. And he's like, you don't have an iPad or anything. He's like, have you seen my setup? That's that's a headache. <laughs> yeah. So it was definitely worth it to, for me to just upgrade to stuff so I could do that. It has made my life a thousand times easier. Or if, you know, somebody's doing something wrong, it's like, hey, uh, you're talking over your, your partner and commentary and you're stepping all over and you're not giving them a chance to talk. Or, hey, yeah. I need you to move your mic closer kind of thing um, and stuff like that. And it's, it's definitely worth it for me to have that. Uh, so going to kind of round back a little bit, uh, just generally to talk about, like, community, especially right now in this day and age. I feel like now it's easier than ever to build any kind of community. Like you were talking about how uh, before the stream you, you were wanting people to come down from different different states and stuff. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, that's actually the history of competitive Smash Brothers. Like that's, well, that's, I would say competitive anything. Oh, yeah, but but like that's that's the one I, I studied on. And um, like literally that's you'd go online uh I don't want to say you talk, talk shit, but... I mean, that's, that's <laughs> what you did back in the day. But, yeah. but people would, would start rivalries online, and then, you know, grassroots put the stuff together to meet up and, and play and see, like, East Coast versus West Coast, and, and just stuff like that, which is really, really interesting. And now, we don't even have to do that. We can literally, if we want to, just, you know, talk our shit online on Discord mm -hmm. or whatever... And then just meet up, like, in a lobby yeah, and stream that if so, you wanted to. And that's so, nuts. Uh, I actually disagree with you uh, a little bit. It's a yes and no kind of it, thing. It, it's better face-to-face. -face. Yeah. 
Well, you said building a community. Because now... Oh, okay. Yeah. Now we have easier tools to do it. Like, back in the day, especially for Smash Brothers, you, you had Smash Boards, and that was, like, the only way to, to find stuff about that. And, like, unless you already kind of know about it, you're not going to just stumble across it kind of thing. Like, uh, when I first started... Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. Like, Facebook was one of the, the main advertising tools, and it was one of the things that, you know, helped me pop off as hard as I did when, uh, you know, we first started. But nowadays, like, people aren't doing Facebook as much. It's all, like, Discord and Twitter and... It's easier to be in contact with people, but it's harder to organize stuff over, like, Twitter and Discord, because you don't have event pages and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I can yeah. see that. That's, that's, that's pretty... And, like, uh, you, you mentioned a little bit about the, the rivalry thing, like, the East Coast versus West Coast. It used to be, like, a major draw for some of these events. It's like, hey, this is the first time East Coast and West Coast are going to meet this year, and, you know, this top player from here and this top player from here are, are supposed to meet in, like, either winners' finals or whatnot of this bracket... And a lot of those storylines don't exist anymore because of how prevalent, like, esports and gaming in general is, where these guys are meeting, like, every other month or, heck, yeah, yeah. even every other week. And it's like, oh, you know, there's the, the constant library, but there's never, never that, that build-up to it. It's not the long story. Yeah. It's always the short story. Yeah. It's like, oh man, these guys played last month, last time, he took it in a super close game, and it's like, uh, and then before that, it was like two days before, you know, the weekly that, that people were holding to, to hype things up, because <laughs> people are always, you know, trying to trying to get in on stuff. Yeah, and uh, someone someone who sort of loosely follows, like, the Smash Twitter kind of stuff, um, I can definitely, you know, say that I don't I don't see as much hype for, for matches nowadays. Now it's, now a lot of times it's just people complaining about how it's not good enough to make fifth. Well, I mean, there's that. It also depends on, like, who you follow on Twitter and stuff like that. Like, uh, there, recently there's been a little bit of beef between, like, Ethan and Sam Sore, but I feel like a lot of that is... That just... seems so played up, though. Yeah, it doesn't that's what I was about to say. Because yeah. at, like, Nimbus, there were pictures of them, or it may have been Frostbite, but there was some event where they were sitting together and taking pictures together. So I feel like some of it was played up, but, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Because uh, that is creating storylines, and that's something, you know, uh, we... we talk about briefly and uh you know it's just at the level most people operate at it's, it's not really worth it no yeah like no no one no one can play a character all the time yeah i feel like uh the closest like as far as villains go uh <laughs> you know character wise or whatever like we really only have like one and a half yeah. and they're both not really i wouldn't think they were really bad people just from what i've seen it's, <laughs> it's like leffen and uh kevin zach um, Captain Zack is only a bad guy because he flipped off the entire crowd of Evo in 2017. Well, I mean, there were a couple other things that happened, but, you know, I feel like a lot of times people were just overly rude to him, and he doesn't really deserve that, especially with how young he is. Absolutely, But, yeah. I mean, if that's the worst thing you can point to, to to make him a villain, he's not doing that bad. More recently, I would say Salem, saying, like, Melee's not part of the Smash community, which I, I, I hate to agree with him, but... Like, the things he said, he, he worded them very poorly. Because if you look at Ultimate, which was basically just a continuation of Smash 4, and then Smash 4 was basically just a con continuation of Brawl, Brawl was so not a continuation of Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you're right. So so there is a very strong divide between the two communities, but, you know, it's a new Smash game, and we do see a lot of, like, melee players actively playing the game and being part of it. And it's very nice to see, especially because a lot of those guys have a much larger, like, audience and stuff like that, and bringing them into Ultimate only ever helps us. Yeah, I, I do have to agree with that, because when, when I picked up uh, Smash 4... Um, I think we all kind of had the idea of like, oh, you know, this is probably going to be the new standard game. And it really kind of sucked. Uh, someone who can't play Melee, like I'm not, Same. like, I don't think any of us, us old farts can do it. <laughs> at, at least not with all the practice put in. Yeah, you know? well, I mean, we, we showed up like 20 years too late to Melee. Exactly. Like, everyone who's going to play Melee is basically already really good at Melee. And like, one of the things with Smash 4 Melee was... I feel like Melee really hit its stride during Smash 4. Like, it was yeah, getting no, bigger and bigger during it. So there was a little bit of this, like, back and forth between it and this clash for, not necessarily control, but, you know, who's the better game. And, you know, it, it was a nice storyline, but it, it was completely unfair to both games, honestly. And, like, uh, the fact that Evo dropped Melee this year, it, it's very unfortunate. Like, obviously I don't play Melee, but I love that community, because uh, that's that's where I got my start back in high school, like the LOI days of running tournaments yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. 
all those people, those filthy casuals complaining yeah. about Final Destination. And <laughs> Good times. Uh, there was a day where, where I was like, okay, Melee. And I was like 12, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember like playing in high school on like Wednesday afternoons. I was playing like Kirby or somebody like that. And I made a three-stock comeback. Because we played in high school and we were playing like free-for-alls. And, you know, I, I had that big ego. Because I'm like, nah, man, I'm really good at this game. So everyone was, <laughs> everyone was kind of like ganging up on me. And then it came down to a 1v1. And I was uh, I was down to my last stock. And he was, still had three. And I was like, no, I can do this. And I did it. And I just remember like yelling and popping off. And Mr. Mass was like, hey, man, you can't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> that poor man. Yeah. I do all these crazy kids. Yeah. You know, um, a second ago, we, we, we kind of, not disagreed, but I, I, I basically said something along the lines of, you know, I think now it's, it's, it's a lot easier to build communities. And really what we kind of landed on was things are speeding up. Yeah. Like, like the social consciousness seems yeah. to be moving faster than people can keep up with sometimes. Right. So there's also the other thing. Like, I feel like a lot of the, the scenes are becoming a little bit more segmented. Like, uh, back in the Brawl days, especially the Brawl days, which is when I first started doing competitive stuff, like, Alabama and Georgia had a merged PR, because we would travel to each other's tournaments that much. Whereas nowadays, you, you, can, you can hardly get people to travel more than 30 minutes to a tournament. And, like, if it's 45 minutes with traffic, people are like, oh, no, man, that's too far away. And I never understood that mindset, especially, you know, because of where we are. Because yeah. that's two hours to everything, and the only reason there is a smash scene in, in North Georgia is because I built it. it. It sounds a little egotistical when I say that, but, you know, I, I've done the same thing for several games, and the second I quit, you know, that infrastructure kind of falls out because there's nobody there supporting it, nobody there organizing events, and, like, it's it's thankless work. If I didn't care about the community, like, I, I wouldn't do it, but, you know, sometimes it, it it's really easy to get bogged down in it. Why... Why am I doing this? Why do I care about this when nobody seems to care about me and stuff like that? You know, um, it's funny you say that because I think there's a lot of, when I say a lot of me, I'm like the majority of people who uh, see folks like you and they see folks like, you know, Rooster Teeth and, and people like that who have these, I don't want to say empires, but they have, yeah. they have things that, that they started and it only took one or two people to get with other people and set up these events and set up these these shows or, I mean, or whatever. Yeah, it it all know. starts somewhere. And it's funny that you bring up Bruce Teeth. Obviously, um, I mean, you know this. I'm a huge fan of Bruce Teeth. And you asked me why I started streaming. And uh, I, I kind of went with the, hey, somebody told me you should stream kind of thing. And I forgot about the other part of it. Um, Red versus blue. <laughs> no, no. It's uh, like Typo House was uh, supposed to be a resume builder. Like, it, it was going to be the thing that got me a job at Rooster Teeth. Like, I didn't necessarily even want to be talent. And at that time, they didn't really have a stream division or stuff like that. But, you know, like running these events, learning how to be an honor personality and stuff like that. I was like, no, this is going to be, this is my resume. This is going to get me into Rooster Teeth. And, you know, I remember applying for jobs constantly and constantly getting rejected. And I was like, I mean, that's fine. I just need to keep working at it. And, uh, you know, it just kind of snowballed into its own thing to where it's like, yeah, it'd still be really cool to get that job. But uh, I don't want to give up everything else I've worked for. So if I, you know, I, if I do keep applying and I do get the job, it would be a legitimate conversation I have to have with myself. It's like, well, do I want to walk away from everything I've built and like all the friends and stuff I've made and stuff like that. So, so at this point you're kind of saying like, if you can, you want to stick with this. Uh, yeah, but that's a big, if I can, because you know, money, money's a necessity. And, you know, I spend a lot of time and hard work doing this stuff. And if at the end of the day, I can't put food on the table. Like, what am I doing? Why, why am I wasting my time? And, you know, that's unfortunately part of the uh, tourney streamer gig kind of thing. Like, I can only work when there are events that are there to pay me. And then, uh, especially as a tourney streamer, like, only people within your region really care about you. Like, why why is somebody from Florida going to come in and watch a bunch of Georgia guys? They don't know those guys. Those guys they're not their friends. They're not invested at all. So that's why, like, majors are a very important thing, like Final Round, which... That's a whole different conversation about Final Round that uh, we've been arguing about in the Georgia Smash Ultimate page all day, but that's a... <laughs> no, no clue. I'll just, I'll just take your word for that yeah. one. Um, I don't think I've been seeing that one. Yeah, but stuff like... Because we have MomoCon and DreamHack in Georgia, 
and you know getting to do those events matters a lot because you get those really big names to come out and you uh, it gives your local guys a much larger chance to get that exposure so people do care about them or even if uh, you know if, if it's not the big guys it's the guy who came in from Alabama versus the guy who came in from Tennessee and they want to watch their match and stuff like that it's like and they start cheering and then more and more people start to know and care about you like a lot of these other streams in Georgia uh, like they keep saying they want to be bigger and better and, and like gain their following is like, so what are you doing to do that? He's like, well, I'm streaming all these weeklies. It's like, if that's all you're doing, you're, you're never going to make it anywhere. Like even at the level I'm at, I still feel like I'm, I'm not going to make it anywhere unless I can consistently get these big tournaments. And it's, it's very frustrating. And I, I can kind of understand that as well. Just, um, just from starting this, like I'm not, <laughs> I don't want anyone out there to think that I talked to the act guys guy uh, they'll be back later both of them yeah. i don't want anyone to think i did that because i wanted exposure i did that because i heard him talking about his experience it pissed me off and that's a whole nother thing i, I not him pissed me off the, the shit he was complaining yeah. about that's a whole nother thing i can get into at another time yeah but i mean you say you didn't do it for exposure and stuff but you, you know what you did that most people didn't you reached out Exactly. Yeah. And you put yourself in that position, and a lot of people aren't willing to do that. Like, because it's scary. Yeah, it, it definitely is, and they also think you know what they're doing is enough. And I'll let you know, it's it's never enough. And like, <laughs> it, it always takes a couple of big names that people know to to really see you, which is it, it's a little unfortunate, but it's the reality of things. Again, yes and no. Uh, you can you can do those couple of big names, but unless you're consistently doing it, people are gonna forget about you. Yeah, and then there's, there's <laughs> especially in you know this modern age where attention spans are so short, and you, you know you have so many like uh, flash in the pan things that it's like oh dude like this is gonna be great, and they just kind of like trail off. Like do you remember when? And I always hate to, to mention uh, one of the Paul brothers, but I think it was like Jake Paul went to Twitch and he started streaming, and you know the the one time yeah. yeah. And he had, like, this major audience pool because, you know, people were really excited to see him and be able to interact with him. And uh, as time went on, you know, people were less and less excited during that, that stream because, you know, the cracks in his persona started to show and stuff like that. And uh, he, if he continued doing it, yeah, sure, he was always going to have a certain amount of viewers because of who he is and the following he, he has. But, you know, uh, very rapidly people would have started to understand that, you know, this isn't quality content. Wasn't he playing like Fortnite or something? Something like that. But you know, you know, Fortnite's a big game, so people will watch Fortnite just to watch Fortnite. But Hell, what? I can jump on Fortnite and probably get ten viewers. You know. Yeah, but the thing with chasing trends and stuff like that, it's it's very difficult to make your name for that. And a lot of times, especially on Twitter, people are like, I I don't understand let's plays. What's the point? And, like, is it because you, you really like the game or is there some kind of story to it? And a lot of times it just boils down to the personality and, like, feeling like you have this friendship or this relationship with the person who's streaming, which is why, you know, building the tourney stream is very difficult. Like, um, I, I don't spend a lot of time in front of the camera or on the mic. So pe the most people hear my voice is me yelling at people. It's like, hey, come play your match kind of thing. <laughs> so no one really knows who I am, even though I love doing stuff like this and just hanging out. But, you know, I, I don't always have time for that, especially at a tournament. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. Again, kind of going back to, to just the social consciousness thing. Uh, I've been making this joke lately that, um, <clears throat> you know, you can start speaking up, please. <laughs> I'm getting too relaxed. Um, I've been making this joke lately that memes will destroy the world <laughs> um uh, I, I feel like they've already destroyed comedy but you know i so do i so it's politics but uh. um <laughs> i like there, there is a degree of of seriousness to the joke and it's part of it is because they move so fast and part of it is also because people are, are beginning to literally communicate in memes <laughs> yes yeah we, we see that in, in like our D D group we have a D&D &D group, by the way. Uh, uh, you guys are not invited. <laughs> uh, I'll put that out there. But, I mean, not, maybe not to the extent in, in our D&D &D group. Um, well, well, we, we don't, like, strictly communicate by memes, but uh, I feel like a lot of that is just a generational thing. Like, we see, like, we, I saw kids doing, like, the Fortnite dances in the park the other oh, day. Oh, that like, kills me. But it's not a bad thing. You don't remember. It's not bad. It's yeah. just that I'm old and it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> 
But, you know, it's just, you know, what comedy and culture is right now. And that's what how people understand each other. As they get older, you know, they can sit down and have, I'm going to say, quote-unquote, real conversations. Because the conversations that they're having are obviously meaningful to them. But, you know, uh, as they grow older, they realize more and more what matters to them. And I can second that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of one reason why uh, uh, I just stopped using... Uh, I mean, it is what it is. I stopped using excuses to not do things yeah. I was interested in, yeah. and now I'm doing maybe poorly. I don't know. I'll mm-hmm. let them be the judge, the audience be the judge. I mean, I'm having fun. So am I. And that's what matters, right? As long as they're having fun as well, that's all I care about. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's a little bit more of a selfish thing, what I just said. Uh, like, it's the same mindset I have for Let's Plays. If the audience is enjoying it, great, but I'm not doing this for them. I'm doing this for me, I'm doing this for you. Kind of thing. Really, I just mean like, hey, if I'm doing something, you know, like just tell me so I can improve. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm 27 years old. I'm not getting any younger. I'm, not I'm any sure you either. any skinnier. <laughs> I mean, maybe if I play some more Beat Saber, I actually haven't played that in like two weeks. Uh, yeah, no, I, I need to get back on. But um, if I don't start now, it's it's gonna be too late. And yeah. then I and then I'm just gonna be the guy working in the factory who's like old and probably crippled by the time I'm 50 and I'm going to look back on like the last 20 years like I've been looking back right now at the last uh, six years of my life basically when I first got my job and I kicked myself why didn't I go to college and study what I wanted to study why didn't I do this other thing I was interested in why why didn't I ever actually get into figuring out the stream you know these these kind of things I mean so you bring up college and like you don't have to do college. I'm just saying I mean, that was something. I, I did college. And even in college, I didn't study what I wanted or cared about, uh, partially because I didn't know, you know, that was an option. But the other thing is, you know, growing up, I was told I had to go go to college and make somebody of myself. I went to college. I still haven't made Oh, yeah. Our generation <laughs> was told that from the get-go, and it wasn't true. Like, I kind of wish I had learned a trade or something like that. Uh, obviously, if I had, my life would be very different. Um like, I know a lot about broadcasts and stuff like that, and I could probably get a job at, like, a radio station or a TV station doing this kind of stuff, but that's, that's not what I'm interested in. Because my dad had this conversation with me the other day. He's like, what are you doing? Like, you have these skills. Why aren't you using them? I was like, well, I am. He's like, but you're not making money. And I was like, well, money comes later. He's like, well, money needs to come now. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's very unfortunate that, you know, I, I'm in that position. I'm definitely not a young man myself either. I'm not in college th- like this isn't a game anymore i need to be making money but you know it's it's hard being where we're at and i feel like a lot of a lot of it would be a lot easier if i was up more north like closer to atlanta where a lot of the scene is centered uh, i do honestly think i could i could make a living doing it it wouldn't be you know a glamorous living uh i might end up really skinny again because i might not be able to afford to eat <laughs> every day <laughs> uh, at least not like to, to the way i'm used to eating it but you know um and then we're actually going on kind of long here, but if you want to keep talking, I'm fine with that. Well, uh, I might need an intermission because, uh... Okay, sure. Okay, and one, two, three, we're back. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> I, just, I just had a thought, like, during the intermission, like, we see each other twice, three times a week, and I feel like we never really get to sit down and just, like, have a conversation. Because we're always, like, working on something, whether it be the stream or D&D or various other things, and uh, it's nice to, you know be able to do that kind of thing and i feel like a lot of that is you know just the, the culture we live in with like social media like even at the beginning of this podcast i was still sitting there and, or are we calling this a podcast or is this it's a, a podcast okay. at this point yeah i, I it's on itunes yeah. uh and all this stuff I'll, I'll plug all that later but yeah it's a podcast <laughs> but like even at the beginning of this podcast i was sitting there playing on my phone and i was like i mean we're, we're here to have a conversation yeah i saw you playing Yu-Gi-Oh over there i was like <laughs> envious I, I can't do that <laughs> well it was on autoplay i wasn't actually like playing oh because uh, okay. I'm, I'm just doing like a, the pve thing but no i i have a serious problem with that game <laughs> yeah i know uh, it's been spanning years but. i um i get a little lost anytime i go to look at notes while someone's talking yeah like that, yeah. that 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 messed me up somewhere in the middle of the uh the last podcast and i just kind of went 
Oh shit, I gotta go on to the next question, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, and we've had this conversation before too, but interviewing and podcasting, it's definitely a skill as it is like anything where you have to be talking for a long, long periods of time. Uh, if you're, if you're doing it constantly, you get pretty good at it, but if it's your first one, it, it can be very daunting. And, uh, well, I was really like, uh, not necessarily amazed, but like happy for you that, you know, you have that interview as your first one, but I was like, maybe you should have started a little bit lower on the totem pole just to get a little bit more comfortable with it. It's going the other way. Yeah. You started high <laughs> and, now, here, and now you have me. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm about to be in the middle, uh, with, yeah. uh, the other guy I'll plug later. Uh, but it's, it's, it's funny how that goes. Yeah, no, you're, 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 you're right. It's, it's. It's pretty interesting because I don't. I mean, we've had like like drunken nights, or whatever, just yeah. talking to each other. But yeah, and those are always some of my favorites. But or like when like we like to go on walks and stuff yeah. and, and talk. But hold hands. Hold hands, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it is a little funny because one of the first thoughts that that came to mind uh, when I more or less invited you to do this was I don't know why you got into streaming. I've known him for. What ten years or something? A little longer than that. A little that? bit longer than that, yeah. And and, and you've been streaming for half of that time. <laughs> um. I think. Yeah. yeah. I actually think it's been a little bit longer than half because I started in like 2014, 2013, late twenty thirteen. It's been like five or so years. Yeah. Also, I mean, you, you keep bringing up why I started streaming. There's another reason too. Uh, like I would go to tournaments and I would tell people like how hard I'm working for stuff and like. Hey man, what what drives you to do this? And I would always answer with the same joke, uh, mostly self-loathing and the fact that I hate myself. <laughs> but but uh, then they're like, for real? And I was like, no, like I legitimately do care about the community, and I feel like the melee doc put it best. I I think it was White that said it towards the end, but like Smash Brothers, it's it's our chance to be somebody. And, like, I really view streaming in Typo House as my chance to be somebody. That's one of the reasons I've definitely kept at it. Because, like, growing up, I never, you know, imagined myself in, you know, a regular day job in a cubicle doing that kind of thing. I always wanted to, you know, do my own kind of thing. And this is definitely my chance to do it. And it's it's hard work, but I, I do think it's worth it. Hey, I, I kind of feel like there's a, a part of uh, the culture when we were growing up that made it pretty difficult to imagine yourself doing just the mundane, you yeah. know. And, you know, that that's, that's not to say that there's anything wrong with the mundane if you enjoy it, if you don't have any aspirations to be, like, yeah. an entertainer or a streamer or an actor or whatever, you yeah. know. Because I, I remember growing up, like, I, I, I always told my mom I was going to be an actor. Never really a comedian, because comedians don't make... At that point in time, they didn't make a lot of money. But uh, nowadays, they make, <laughs> they make a little bit more. But I remember my, my parents thinking, like... Uh, you know, I, you're really funny. You could do that kind of thing. And, you know, we live in Georgia, so it, it's actually a lot more viable to do stuff like that now because, like, uh, I don't know how true it is, but I've heard people say Atlanta's the new Hollywood. Uh, even in Macon, I they, see that. they were streaming, uh, what was it, Zombieland 2 fairly recently with... Uh, filming or streaming? Filming. Did I say streaming? <laughs> you said streaming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can tell where my head's always at, but no, yeah. they were they were filming Zombieland 2 here with, uh, what was it, like Emma Stone and Woody Harrelson. Yeah, the old yeah. cast. Yeah. yeah. And, um, what is it, man? It must have been since, like, 2008 or something that they started filming a lot of stuff yeah. uh, in, like, Macon and uh, Atlanta. Yeah, like, like Stranger Things was uh, filmed here in Georgia. I remember they put out a casting call, and I was just like, hey, you should go be on the show. And I was like, oh, I just got my hair cut. And uh, the, I had, like... perfect you, reason to go on the show. Well, no, like, the uh, they said no trendy haircuts, like, modern haircuts. Like, I just got in the fade, and they're like, well, that wasn't a thing in the 80s, so, you know, uh, you, 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 uh, I, I have to, like, completely shave my head or uh, wear a hat, like, the entire time kind of thing, and I don't know if they would let you wear a hat, so I didn't really go for it. She was just growing out the Steve. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the good old mullet. And then what is it, like, Walking Dead is here, too. So there are plenty of shows here in Georgia and not just Atlanta, just, like, all over the place. So if I wanted to be an actor, I could probably do it. That's uh, one thing. If I ever do move to Atlanta, I'm going to try and do a lot more, like, uh, stuff like that. Uh, not necessarily, like, uh, your big name roles, but just, like, extra work. Because it's, it's solid work, and uh, it's pretty flexible. So, you know... If, uh, if I need to drop everything for a tournament, it's like, hey, I'm just an extra. You guys don't need me anyway kind of thing. I'm going to make more money doing this thing than I would doing this. So, Fair so enough. that's an option. Yeah, my uh, my mom actually, uh, when she was in Portland, because uh, that's another place that they film a lot of stuff in yeah. Portland, Oregon. And um, 
she she was a an extra for a lot of stuff. I think she was actually in. She had more like a little bit more than just an extra role in some movie. I can't remember well, what it was did, called. Did she have to speak or anything like that? I think it was like a mild speaking line oh, or something. Dude, if you say a single word, the, the amount you get paid for a role like is astronomical. Like you can just say no, and then you get paid like five times as much as just a background extra. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think like that gets you your your SAG card too. Like that's a very important thing. Once you get that, you can get a lot more roles and stuff like that. We actually know somebody. Oh, we don't know him, know him, but um. So so me and Chris used used to practice. Well, I don't know, do you still practice kung fu? Or? Uh, I I go every now and then. I'm not in shape like I used to be, but. We used to be be pretty pretty into it. Anyway, we we did end up finding out that one of the Atlanta guys who's associated with our school like yeah. like, like they branch off. Uh, from teacher to teacher, teacher to teacher, and uh, one of the students that they brought with them, who's really freaking good at like crane stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, he, a lot he, of a lot of like the more flashy stuff, because he was a stuntman, right? That's where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a yeah. stuntman, and he has like a pretty cool Facebook. Yeah. I can't remember his name though. It's like just Jerry. Yeah, Jerry Quill. Jerry Quill. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Jerry Quill, look that guy up on Facebook. He's pretty cool. <laughs> well, I mean, you you go there. Uh, I, I don't know if you remember this, but I was on Ninja Warrior. You sure were. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like, uh, they, they didn't air my run or anything like that, but uh, Ryan Stratus, who's also from Georgia, I don't think he lives here anymore, but, you know, he does a lot of extra work. Uh, like, um, I remember seeing him on TV shows all the time in the background on, like, USA, and then he was a zombie in The Walking Dead, and he, he's, like, prominently featured as a zombie. Obviously, he's not, like, Ryan Stratus a zombie. He's in heavy makeup, but he's getting, like, the tar beat out of him by, I think it was... Daryl with a, like a golf club or something like that, and he's like wearing a green shirt, and he's literally the only zombie in the scene. He's getting beat up by a golf club, so you know he's been doing pretty all right for himself as a, a background actor and stuff like that in Georgia. But um, there was there was a thought that, that kind of crossed my mind before we uh, before we broke off, and that was you've been doing this for for five years, give or take, yeah, five ish years, yeah. and um, I was just thinking how. Because I've seen the work you put in, you know, maybe not directly all the time, but yeah. I, I, you know, I helped you with some, some tournaments and stuff. Back in the day. Back when things were easy. <laughs> back, back, yeah, yeah, back pretty early on. And um, I know even those small-scale tournaments can be a headache. Yes. And they can be really hard. Yeah. And I wasn't even running it. I was just, well, I mean, I guess it kind of was, but I, mean, I was just calling out matches. Like, that's literally all I was doing. Yeah. That's <laughs> one of the easier parts. It's easy, but it's not. It's it's stressful, especially if uh, you're not familiar with everybody, and you're like, oh, what was your name? Who are you? What was this going Yeah, yeah, like, that? you don't know who everyone is, and then yeah. people aren't listening, and yeah. people are playing friendlies, and you're just like, hey, stop playing friendly. you got to match then, with this dude, like, way over here. And listens to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, and then there's that, and then you're running a stream, and then sometimes, I don't think you do it anymore, but, like, sometimes you're commentating. Oh, I definitely don't commentate anymore unless somebody else is running the stream, because if I commentate and try and run the stream... One or both suffer, and that's that's not something I want to do. The other thing that I had to give up very early on when I started doing this stuff was playing. Yeah. Like, I miss playing the game. It's a lot of fun, especially with this game. I have a blast playing it, but, you know, when I travel with stuff like Fun Around or Gwinnett Brawl, I, I can't play. I, I, I don't have the time, and even if I if I did have the time, I wouldn't be able to concentrate on it, and I feel like it would just reflect very poorly on my performance, which it has. And it's, it's frustrating knowing that, you know, I can do better, but because I'm worried about something else constantly, I feel like I can't play the best of my abilities. And it's frustrating. Uh, I've said a couple times that when I first started streaming, I didn't actually want to be a streamer. It just kind of happened. And, like, I enjoyed doing it, so I kept going with it. But I started running tournaments so I could play people who were better than me so I could get better, so I could learn how to play the game. And, you know, I realized very early on that that wasn't going to be me because I, I'd much rather serve the community as, like, a TO and a streamer instead of a top player. And that's not because there, I have any stigma against top players. It's just it was easier for me to fulfill that role. Because even in Yu-Gi-Oh, like, I would run tournaments because I'm like, hey, this isn't being run very well, and I'm not having fun. So that means other people aren't having fun. And if, if it takes me, you know, calling a couple matches to, to make things better, I'm more than happy to do that kind of thing. There's, there's just kind of a, a part that kills me knowing that and whether it be due to how things are organized or how how money is flowing or whatever because because like recently uh you got signed on as like a like a main producer for 
uh, Fly uh, Society. Head of streaming. Head of streaming, uh, yeah. Or it may have been stream operations for Fly Society. I couldn't remember the title, but it seemed like kind of a big deal to the, to, to the layman like me. Uh, well, okay, <laughs> so it, it is a big deal. Um, I'm a little bit more cynical, and uh, I've been around for a while, especially with this stuff. And, like, Fly Society is a good organization, but they're not, you know, like a high-tier organization. Uh, they're definitely on the come-up, which I'm really excited to be working with them on some of these things they have coming up. But, you know, they're not, like, liquid. They can't come in and just throw money at you. Like, um, I, I don't I don't want to talk too much about the contract, and I, I can't talk too much about the contract. But, you know, um, and I hate to say it like this, but things aren't really changing that much. Like, I'm still type of house. I'm still going to be doing my events. I'm still going to be getting paid. Uh, by the events and stuff like that and it's just working with them i get more events and i'm helping them build their brand yeah I'm, I'm, like from their their perspective it's, it's a very good thing to have someone like me to be on board to build their brand because they've been struggling with getting their stream going for a while and i don't know if it's because they don't have the manpower the know-how or the equipment but that's that's whatever if you're if you're building your own brand it's very smart to you know build every aspect of it you can't just have like twitter cloud because twitter cloud doesn't amount to anything twitter cloud doesn't get you money unless you're doing like brand deals and let's be honest we're playing like mainly smash brothers like you're not going to be getting any kind of brand deals for anything like that and that's why we are branching out a little bit yeah well and that's uh, you know one of the questions you you wrote down and have yet to ask but like why are we doing stuff like this because it's oh, yeah what is it exactly that you do <laughs> well, well, not even that. Just like, hey, like you've been trying to do a lot more things, like the let's plays, these podcasts, and you know, I'm starting to do other games more often now, or at least I'm trying. But it's because you know, Smash Brothers is a fun game and it has a huge audience, but it's hard to pay the bills off of just just one thing. Like, and and you can't exactly just like make a, a, a Patreon based on Smash Brothers because I mean, arguably you could. Uh, <laughs> ar- yeah, maybe you know. I mean, yeah. hey, if if what was it, like eight thousand, three thousand followers. How many followers do you have? Uh, on YouTube, it's in the thousands. I know that. On YouTube, we're at like 3,500-something. I think pretty close to 3,600. On Twitch, we have like 11,000. Yeah, man, a dollar a piece. Yeah. That's $3,600 a month. Yeah. You can rent out an apartment. <laughs> yeah, but that, you know... There's but that's never, like Patreon. Yeah, there's money. never a one-to-one conversion, and then Patreon has their own expectations. Like, I feel like a lot of times they expect exclusive content, early access to content, stuff like that and that's that's not what my channel is and even if people are like supporting me, I feel like it's unfair to the others for for there to be that kind of stuff and you know, we have Twitch and we have the subscribers and I've been struggling so hard to to get subscribers back and uh, things of that nature, but a lot of it is just because we are that training stream. People people don't like supporting brands like that. If, you know, every stream, if we had built our audience on you and me hanging out and playing video games and interacting with the audience, people would be a lot more willing to do it because, you know, they would feel like they have that relationship for us. Type of house is just a logo on the screen to them. And even in Georgia, there are hundreds of players and I only have, <laughs> I thought I hit double digits last night because we got a new subscriber, but I think someone's subscribe, uh, subscription uh, lapsed in the same day. So we're still at nine. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's, it's very unfortunate, and I pop into the group, I'm like, hey guys, I already quit once, and remember, like, the dumpster fire that was, don't let it happen again, and we're not getting any new subscribers, and I was like, listen, I mean, yeah, I have this partnership with Fly Society, and, you know, I have some big gigs coming up, but that's not, that's not consistent, because, you know, if I have a month where I don't have any big gigs, it's like, uh, like, I'm not paying rent right now because I'm living with my parents, but, you know, when I do move up to Atlanta, if I have a month without any good gig, I'm like, I'm screwed. But, you know, if we have those subs that are there, it's like, all right, well, I at least have this to fall back on, even if, you know, we're not getting good content, stuff like that. And, and that's actually, uh, I mean, I, I don't necessarily have to worry about this, but I am because, again, I'm, I'm working my, I'm digging my way out of a job that I really don't like. Um, one way or another, I want to get out of it, yeah. whether it's the, the college thing or, or or what but if i were to like start a patreon or something that that's one thing that i am sort of worried about in the back of my mind is are people going to value uh my content enough to want to support me making that content well so the other thing on that is people don't have to value it very high you just have to have a lot of people who value it like i said enough yeah and that's that low bar sometimes can be really hard to meet yeah and that's, you know, it's funny coming for me who looks at like 
Game Grumps and goes, oh, that's garbage. <laughs> like, I don't I don't necessarily dislike them, but it's not my kind of content. It, yeah, it's... And I say cheap. I don't mean, like, garbage. I mean, like, easy-produce content. They, they can, you they, know, sit down for a day and record enough for, like, two or three weeks because that's, that's their job. Whereas when we do it, it was like, all right, we have, like, two hours, so we can get maybe a week. And, and stuff like that. And uh, the other thing, like, talking about Twitch subscribers and... Uh, so, I'm going to use Ninja as an example because he's one of the more well-known ones. He's got more than enough subscribers to, to live. He's doing perfectly well for himself. But he went to a tournament, took three days off his stream, and lost over 400,000 subscribers. That's nuts. It is. And he's never been able to, like, climb back to where he was before. Well, he has yet to climb back to where he was before he took that, like, three-day break for that event. And, like, I always feel that though losing those numbers is kind of an unfair metric because I don't think people just because you didn't stream for three days people have lost interest as you as a content creator they're going to come back and then you know it, it happened to line up with that time but some of those people weren't going to be people that were to come back anyway and just the combination of the two make it look really bad but I, I do think that there are people who are constantly searching for content and if it's not 24 7 which is a very selfish thing from a content consumer no, I agree. Yeah. but it's it's just hard uh and obviously again he's got more than enough subs for him to live comfortably but just that storm of things is is unfortunate and if you're in a position like i am where you know if you don't have this constant stream of consistent content at this time at this quality at this and this and this you're never going to be able to build up your brand like last week we, we missed our Pokemon Nuzlocke because I had to get to Final Round, and then the week before that, I was like, oh, I, I accidentally told someone I'd go see a movie with them during that night, and you, yeah, you we're can't, screwed. <laughs> yeah, you can't, <laughs> you can't do stuff like that if you're trying to build a brand, especially on Twitch. It's just, it's not possible, and you have to be, like, grueling, and gruelingly consistent. If you say you're in a stream every day from 7 to 10, and you don't do it, you're, you're messed up. And the other thing with the, the other content we produce, we're kind of all over the place. Like, Monday's 7 to whatever, we do the Smash tournament. And then Tuesday, it was 7 to 10. But now we cancel that Tuesday tournament and move it to Friday. And then Wednesday, we do a stream in the morning, which, why would anyone want... Well, I say the morning, it's more in the afternoon, but who, who's available to watch it at that time? And then Thursday, we do, do this block for XCOM, and then this block for... Uh, um, Pokemon there King we Hearts. go. Uh, King of Hearts is Wednesday, and then Friday. Now we have this tournament that we didn't used to have, and or, and then some Saturdays like I don't get a, tur a tournament to stream, so people like when when are we watching you? And then again the other thing, it's a tournament stream, so you know why why is anyone outside of Georgia gonna watch them? And even in Georgia, it's like well you know I'm not on stream, so I don't care. I'm not gonna support you. Well, the, the answer is pretty obvious, because we have Fatality, that's why. It... <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, <laughs> you say that like that's a joke, but he, he has it almost... It was a half joke. <laughs> he has almost single-handedly made my channel. We're, we have over 2 million views on my channel. He's probably responsible for at least 500,000 of them. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a damn good Captain Falcon. Yeah, and I say at least 500,000. That's probably lowballing it, because one of his videos is getting really close to 100,000 by itself. And there are several videos that are, you know, that high from him. So I, I might even argue that he's worth, like, a million views on my channel. Well, we've been talking for quite a while, so yeah. I'm going <laughs> to... No, nah, man, we're having fun. Uh, you know, we brought up the, the link thing. One of the nice things about podcasts is, especially podcasts that are audio only, people just put them in the background and listen to them. Whereas with videos, you know, there's that visual aspect and people have to pay a little bit more attention to it. But, uh, yeah, you're right. We, we should probably call it. Um, just to, just to kind of round out the show here... Um, you have any plans for the future of this? Like, is there anything in general, any cool ideas that you that you think you can branch out into um, or whatever? I don't, I don't really have any cool ideas. The the big plan is to just keep on keeping on. Not good because I don't have any of those either. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's the unfortunate thing about you know what what I do. There's only so many things that you can do that are new and interesting. You just kind of have to keep going at it and keep banging your head against the wall until one of the things break. You or that wall. <laughs> well, I mean. Yeah. As long as it's interesting to you, like, that's, I think that's all that matters. Really. Yeah, but, you know, it, it, I feel like it's always going to be interesting to me, but at, at a certain point, 
I have to be able to make money off of this. I have to be able to live. If not, I have to get a real job. And if I have a real job, I won't have the time and energy to be able to, to commit to doing stuff like this. Like if I had a fun around and I had a regular nine to five job, I'd have what I had to take off like two or three days of work. And then like, well, you, you can't do that. And then if I have, you know, a month like this month, cause uh, not next week, but the week after I'm going to South Carolina, I'm going to have to do the same thing. You can't maintain a job where you're constantly gone. No, of course. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the main reason why I just kind of defaulted in the podcast stuff because you can just take two hours out of one day out of the week and, and the, the other thing is it, it's really easy to build up a backlog like yeah you have this interview today but you could do an interview tomorrow I mean obviously we have D&D but you can knock stuff <laughs> out like this several in a week and build up this giant backlog but we, we go for hours yeah. you, you need and, to come off and, and I, I do have uh, some some people lined up already and a couple of those people are actually like like game developers and stuff so it's going places. Yeah. Like stuff's yeah. happening and it's super exciting and terrifying because uh, you never know if you can hold up. But these are the thoughts you have to suppress, put the back of your mind, and never think about again. And <laughs> just move forward. But um, is there anything that you wanted to uh, to plug before we cut off? I mean, it's just the, the normal stuff. You know, follow us on Twitch, subscribe to us on Twitch, subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, Twitter, at Typos Games. We have an Instagram that Austin runs, uh, slash Typos Games, Twitch. Say a little slower. Twitch.tv slash Typo House Games. YouTube slash Typo House Games. Twitter at Typo House. If you guys haven't noticed the theme, it's just Typo House Games. Yeah. Uh, search us on all your social medias. We don't have a Tumblr. Don't look for us there. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all I have. And Tumblr dead anyway. Oh, uh, well, uh, there's one more thing. Typo House Plays. It is the only one that is different because that's our Let's Play channel. And it's very important, and uh, we want that one to take off. Yes. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Who knows? So that has been uh, Christopher T-Rex Moore uh, from Typo House Games and Typo House Plays and all the Typo House things. But until then, catch you later. Bye, everybody. Love you.